What's going on, Brooklahoma? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and this is episode number 312 of the TR Expert Talks. Here we are. This is the third installment of the 10 General Life Tips. Today, we're going to be talking about maintaining an abundant mindset. Yeah, buddy. So this is actually kind of a, actually, uh, yesterday's episode kind of flows into today's episode because yesterday we talked about knowing yourself and by knowing yourself you have a better idea of what your values are and your values guide your focus and that's important because your focus is essentially what you use to perceive the environment because I'm going to talk about this later but our perceptual system is not as accurate as we thought it was was we originally thought it was and you may not be aware but you really don't see much at all. You really don't. You, well, I shouldn't say you don't see much. You see a lot. You perceive very little. So we're going to be talking about what that perception has to do with your subconscious and what your subconscious actually does to send messages to your conscious, which manifest into behavior. And we talk about what the heck that actually means in the episode. But before we get into the episode, you know, I want to really really drive home the point that I appreciate you listening and I would love for you to tell other people that they should listen to this podcast as well. You can do it really easily. You can just tell them like verbally say, hey, you know, listen to that General Fitness Company cast, aka TR Expert Talks, or you can take a screenshot, put it up on your social media, show people that you're listening to it. There's a lot of ways you can tell people. I would just really appreciate it. It would really mean a lot to me if you would tell people that you were listening to this podcast. Anyways, let's go and get this episode underway. Episode number 312 of the TR Expert Talks. Tip number three, maintain an abundance mindset. Let's go. All right, so today we're going to be talking about general life tip number three. I'm off to a late start today uh, for absolutely no reason. I was pretty much just screwing around, and I, do, I thought about recording this about five times, and I just didn't do it. So sorry about that if this doesn't come out on Friday. It's probably going to come out Saturday morning at this pace. But it is what it is. We're on it, and uh, we're out to uh, set the record straight on these 10 general life tips. So as I said, today we are going to be talking about an abundant mindset. And that plays on what we talked about yesterday, uh, because yesterday we were talking about knowing yourself. And knowing yourself, essentially, you will know what your values are. And your values actually guide your focus. And we talked about that, obviously, in the last episode. And I'm probably not going to talk about too much, talk too much about it again. If you wanted to learn more about that, you can go back to the last episode. Uh, I want to talk about your focus. The reason why I want to talk about that, because your focus essentially is what you receive from the environment. Okay, so your values essentially guide your focus, because without a value, and I talked about this last episode, without a value, you're going to have no reason to focus on any specific thing. If nothing is valuable to you, you'll have no reason to look at any one thing over another thing. So value is the first thing that you have to have, and that guides your focus. And then by guiding your focus, you'll, have, you'll get essentially 
you'll have an idea of what you want to get, right? You'll have an assumption because you've uh, lived in this life uh, long enough to have an assumption of what is going to come from X behavior. Now, not, it's not going to happen all the time. And obviously, when those times happen, you're your, your, your senses uh, heighten because your awareness is, is alerted because you're not familiar with the particular environment. But we're not going to talk about that today. What we're going to talk about, like I said, is an abundant mindset. So you can kind of see why you would have, why it's good to have an abundant mindset if, you're, if your values guide your focus. Because if your value is to have an abundance or having a positive mindset. I guess an abundant mindset is better than a positive mindset because you don't necessarily have to be uh, quote-unquote positive to, to have an abundant mindset. So that's part one. I mean, I, I pretty much can end the podcast right there. It's essentially, you have a physiological response to what you expect to perceive. Now, the thing is that I want to make this clear because back when psychology was first kind of on the map, when people started really getting into uh, psychology, when they talked about behavioral and positive psychology, uh, the thing is that people believe that our perceptions were different than they actually are. And that's why people kind of ran into a huge problem with like robots, with AI. You know, we thought, we thought that we perceived the world a lot differently than we actually do. It's a lot more difficult to program a robot than we thought because it, we don't just walk around in the universe uh, expecting certain objects and just saying, uh, well, this is, this is this and this is that. I have to avoid this. I have to th- avoid that. Just think about like, think about your phone because uh, I'm on my phone right now. So I'm looking at my phone. Think about your phone. Like if you actually look at your phone, if you were like from a different planet and you had no idea of like perception, you had no idea what perception meant. You had no idea about like angles and lighting and stuff like that. If you just simply turn your phone it's actually a completely different thing. Like every angle is a completely different object. And people that suffer from, I don't know if you could say suffer, but people that have autism, I guess, well, we'll say have. People that have autism or people that are like high on the uh, spectrum of uh, autism that are, you know, severely autistic, they have problems with actually processing uh, specific objects because to them, they don't have a specific structure. They don't have a system set up of like, this is a phone at this angle, this angle, this angle, and this angle. That's why like, if you were to have, I don't know if you've ever been around anybody that's autistic, but if you have somebody that's severely autistic and you do something as simple as like, move a poster that they're usually, or move a picture, because most people don't have posters in their house, but if you move a picture, like from the, the living room, and they're used to seeing a living room a certain way, they'll freak out because now they're in an unfamiliar environment. That picture is not in the same spot. So now it's essentially a different room. Even though you only move the picture, to you, it's a room with a picture moved. To them, it's a completely different room. So you got to think about that. Like Our perception is very, very complicated. It's very complex. It's not just you see the environment and you respond to the environment. It's way more than that. It's you have a specific model that you uh, of of the world, and you have specific and you have different uh, you have different things you expect from the uh, from the world, and when something comes along that isn't threatening, you don't really perceive it. Now, what we thought before is that if anything that is different from our perception or if, uh, anything is different from our apparent uh, assumptions about the environment, then you will notice it. However, uh, we found we've we found along the along the way that 
this isn't the case. You know, it's actually, well, I'll put it to you this way. There's an actual, there's a, a study, and I can't remember who did the study, but it's a very, very important study. It was a pretty much a, a changing, it was a complete change in, uh, in psychology once this, it was called the selective perception test, once they uh, did this. And they found that, well, let me explain the test to you. So what happened is they got two different teams. We had two or four people, a team of two people with white shirts and a, a team of two people with black shirts. And these two teams were passing the ball back and forth, right? So the experimenter told people that this particular, uh, this, this, this particular experiment was meant for them to see how many times they could be attentive, essentially how many times they could count how many times a black team passed the ball and how many times a white team passed the ball. Because there was a black team and a white team at the same time, the people that were in the experiment, the people that were being experimented on, they believed that it was you know, because it was a complicated movement and there were people kind of looping back and forth and passing the ball, that they believed that that was the actual experiment. However, the experiment was for them to count the, count the passes, and then they were supposed to report back. However, there was a little surprise in the middle. So, and I'm going to tell you about the surprise in a second. So they ran the, they ran the video. They showed the two, you know, the two teams passing the ball back and forth. And then after the video, the experimenter would ask the, the experimentee, the, uh, the, the subject, that's what it is. The, the experimenter would ask the subject, how many times did the white team pass the ball? And they would say something like 14. And then they would ask how many times the black team passed the ball? And they'd say something like maybe 16 or, four, or 15. I don't know. It was about the same amount, amount of times. So, you know, they felt all good. Like, you know, that was, they said, you know, that was correct. You know, most of them got that correct. Now, the thing is that the surprise that was in the middle was that there was a guy dressed in a gorilla costume who was almost the same height as everybody else. He was very clear to see, like... You gotta imagine you're looking at a TV screen, right? The TV screen has the characters. They pretty much fill up the TV screen. Like, it's not just like you're seeing them from like 30 feet away. Like, they're right up on you. Like, these are like, it's like you're watching a television show. Like, these characters are right there in front of you. There's nothing, there's absolutely no reason why you'd miss how many times they pass the ball or anything that happened other than that. However, what happened is that when these people were asked, when did the gorilla pass through the group? More than half of them didn't even see the gorilla. <laughs> Literally did not see the gorilla. In fact, when they had gone back and they showed them the video again, because they didn't believe that there was a gorilla. They're like, there was no gorilla. I would have seen a gorilla. However, when they played the video back, that, those people that didn't see the gorilla, they then saw the gorilla. So what that is, is essentially it's called change blindness. And what that tells us is that we have a limited perception of, the, of reality. Reality is going on all around us. But because we have limited you know, perception, we have limited uh, being, so to speak, we have limited existence, so to speak, you can't really see there, all, there is, all there is to the world. And even if you could see all there is to the world, there's some things you probably just wouldn't even understand and you would just pass them off as whatever, right? You've probably seen something that was like maybe moving out the corner of your eye. You had no idea what it was. You maybe seen it and then like you, you directed your attention towards it and there was nothing there. 
And so that's like kind of the same thing as like it maybe there was something there and you couldn't really perceive it. You couldn't really see it or it was maybe so fast that it like it passed by you kind of it got your attention, but you couldn't really see it, see it because even though it was in your peripheral, you didn't actually pick it up, you know. So like we have a, a system that is essentially we focus on what we want to look at and everything around us. Like if you hold, think about it this way. Hold your hands out to the sides right now. Like, hold your arms all the way out to the sides. Like, you know, right in line with your shoulders. Not in front of your face, but out to the sides. Now, if you look out to the sides, tell me, can you see your hands? I guarantee you can't see your hands. If you start bringing your hands in maybe a little bit closer to maybe closer to like a 120 degree angle, you might start to be able to make out that you have fingers. You probably can't even tell what color your hands are, you know, from that point. You know you have hands, but you probably can't even exactly tell what color your hands are. You just like, and you probably can't even see your fingers unless you start moving them, right? So you have a limited perception, and that's the thing that people don't really uh, understand. And because you have a limited perception, as I said, you have essentially a specific program that you're running and that program essentially relates to what you are perceiving and what you expect to perceive. As I said before, it's a little bit different than what we believed because what we, what, like I said before, what, you, what, what we thought is that we had a specific model of what the world was supposed to look like in the world and we matched it up. And if anything happened that didn't match up, well, then we turned our attention to that. But it's way more than that. We perceive, but we don't really perceive, we don't really focus on anything unless it actually has value to us, unless it actually gives us attention or gives unless we give it our attention so you actually have to have some kind of systems not only set up to perceive but you also have to be aware enough that what you're going to be perceiving is going to be uh, something that you expect to perceive and I didn't put that right at all but essentially what it is is that it's it's more so that you actually Perceive what you want to focus on, and everything else doesn't come into play unless it presents a clear and present danger to your to you, or is completely, completely out of the environment. And like I said, with that gorilla, even sometimes when it's completely out of the environment, you're not going to perceive it because again, the gorilla wasn't really something that was a a threat, so you didn't really pick it up because you were focused on looking at the passes rather than seeing an innocuous uh, gorilla walk through uh, the, the group. You probably saw it, but you didn't. Yeah, you saw it, but you didn't perceive it. You know, your eyes can see things, but you don't really perceive them. Perceive them. So essentially, what I'm saying here is that in a way, our subconscious, when you focus it properly, you can send messages to your conscious which manifests into a behavior. And essentially that behavior will be either technically uh, an abundant mindset, you know, it'll start, you'll start to see positive things in your life, you'll start to see uh, things that uh, correspond with your expectations, like, you know, if you, you'll start to see like money on the ground, or you'll start to see opportunities that you didn't see before, or if you can, uh, or you can flip that, if you go into a limited mindset, well, then everything is going to be negative. If you have a, a negative view of thing, or if you have a negative perception, well, then everything that is negative or that can possibly harm you, you're going to be alert to that. You're going to have a heightened sense of awareness for those negative things. So 
scientifically speaking, an abundant mindset is the only way that you're going to get the things that you want in life. If you go into life thinking that you're not going to get them, well, I mean, it's possible. Maybe you can work really, really hard and somehow, some way you get it. But I would say even if you're working really, really hard, well, then something in your mind is, has an a, a abundant mindset and you're sacrificing your time, and you're sacrificing your, well, maybe not your health, but you're, you're essentially sacrificing in some way, which is not a pessimistic mindset. If you're, if you're going to sacrifice, most people don't sacrifice pessimistically. They sacrifice because they believe that the sacrifice is going to lead to something positive. Otherwise, it's not a sacrifice. It's just torture. You know, <laughs> so you, you, you know, it's the difference between sacrificing and torture. So you guys think if you think about it in that sense that everything, if everything in your mind is positive, then what you'll perceive in the world will be positive. And scientifically speaking, if what you perceive in the world is positive, well, then all your behaviors will manifest into those uh, positive behaviors and will manifest into something that will help you get closer to your goal. So that's what I got for you today. I hope that this uh, little talk on uh, change blindness and the limitations of, of our perceptual system kind of open your eyes to understand that the way that you're thinking really does affect the way that you actually uh, get the results from your actions. Because whatever you th as you think, well, I think was it Foucault, Rousseau? I think it was Rousseau who said, I think, therefore, I am, which is kind of true, but it's not, you know, because obviously if you just thought, then uh, those, those thoughts wouldn't really be, uh, well, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, put a subjective or subjective viewpoint on something that is objective. You can't really say that because you think you are, because, well, that's for a different topic. That's for a different subject. I can go off on that. But essentially, as I was saying before, an abundant mindset will almost inevitably bring you abundance. So keep your mind positive. Keep your thoughts positive. Continue to put your perception into a, uh, into a system that is going to only yield positivity. Now, I'm not going to say that you're only going to get positive things in your life because, you know, there's... As I said, that we don't we have a limited understanding of the world, limited perception of the world. But if you can keep your mind positive and keep your actions positive and have an abundant mindset and believe that more is coming to you, well, then eventually, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually will come to you because you will commit to a sacrifice and you'll commit to actually doing something that will help you in the long term. All right, so I'll check you uh, next week. That does it for my week, and I got this done before midnight, but it doesn't look like it's going to come out before midnight. So happy Saturday. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about how awesome the podcast is from General Fitness Company on whatever you're listening to, <laughs> whether it be Apple Music or well, what are the other platforms? <laughs> Spotify. We're on 11 different platforms. So where if you're on Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you uh, refer your friends. I hope that you leave a rating or review, leave a star if you or, or two or three or four or five. If you're on Apple Music, I would really appreciate that. Anyways, as I said, that does it for my week. I will catch you next week for the second week of General Fitness Life Tips and the second week of 2020. Take care, and as always, keep good company.